So, so the way it works is when you yes and somebody, so it's yes, comma, and when you yes and somebody, you are acknowledging what they just said as truth, as their truth. That's the yes. And the and is what you add on top of it. This basically prevents prevents conversations from being one-sided and it keeps the ball rolling constantly. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nadalek, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with the most amazing guest, Chris. Chris, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Michelle. Let's do this. Awesome. So give everybody kind of the 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you do for business. Yeah. So my name is Chris True. I've had just about every job you could possibly have in the comedy world from performing to producing to writing to headlining festivals, running festivals, you know, submitting to festivals, every possible job. And what I do now is use comedy techniques to help people be more charismatic and confident communicators. I still, I still perform. I still manage a brick and mortar comedy club, but I also use comedy techniques to help entrepreneurs, to help um, small business owners, to help people who are just getting started in business, public speakers, all kinds of stuff. Awesome. So how did you get into comedy as a thing? Yeah, my my introduction to doing comedy was uh, I wanted to be a hidden camera show actor when I was a kid. And I didn't know how to get that job. So I started working on movies and TV, uh, TV sets here in New Orleans. And then I started asking around. And then I found out that everyone who does that, who gets that gig, they all start with improv. They all do improv comedy. So then I started taking improv classes and then I completely fell in love with improv as an art form in a way of just self-improvement. And I have not stopped doing improv and teaching improv since then. So it started with the dream of being on a hidden camera show. That is awesome. And we'll get into all of that in a minute. Because when you said that, I was thinking, so you hired your friend to go and hide behind a bush. (laughs) 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 that would have been totally fun so you mentioned that improv is a way of personal development and i've heard that a lot from a lot of people so how does that all work because it seems like a huge little leap of faith in there yeah i totally get that and i'm glad you asked because i think the more you learn about it the more you realize it's not actually that big of a leap of faith but if you're coming from nothing i i get it so here here's here's the uh here's the nuts and bolts of it it's like when you do an improv comedy show, what you are relying on is not everyone being the most hilarious person. That actually is exhausting. What you're relying on is, is communication that promotes positive creativity. You're looking for communication that is, um, that's displaying expert listening skills and building off of each other. And when funny people who know each other do that, the result is something that is in the moment and oftentimes extremely funny. So when you take the comedy parts out of that and you put it into business or like brainstorming or dealing with conflict or just team uh, teamwork, you know, it's like you want these same skills. You want to prioritize listening. You want to make each other look good. You want to put the team before yourself you want to build off of each other. And so the same things that make an improv comedy show successful also make working with, uh, you know, collaboration successful, working with a team, um, starting a business, because you want to be in the moment, 
You want to be present. You don't want to be clutching on to your ideas like this. You want to hold them like this and be open-minded, be be ready to to uh, evolve and change in the moment on the fly. I mean, I'm just, it sounds like I'm describing running a business, but I'm just actually <laughs> describing much, yeah. both. I'm describing running a business and doing an improv comedy show. Fun. So are you working with individuals? Are you working with teams as well or just teams or who do you work with and, and how does that look? Yes. So for years, I was it was primarily individuals. It was people who would come to my business and they would say, I want to learn improv comedy for whatever reason. Some of them were, were, were wanting to do comedy. They wanted to like be a famous comedian. They wanted to be on Saturday Night Live or whatever. But a lot of my people were just public speakers or some people who heard that this is a great way to meet new people. So for the longest time, it was mostly individuals. Past five, six years, it has, I've opened myself to working with groups and businesses way more. And, and that part of my business has, has exploded in a really, in a really beautiful way because the word's out now, right? Like a lot of companies are like, how do we do team building events that aren't boring? How do we do the, how do we like change things up? How do I, how do I, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are like, how do I, how do I inspire my team and do something fun for them that they haven't done a billion times before? And so they, oftentimes they find me and we, we do something really special, you know, because I, I really, really, I think one improv class can really change a lot for, for a business. So right. multiple improv classes is, is big change. That was awesome. So do they all go down to, to you and, and they're there or do you go to their offices or can you do it virtually? How does that all work? Yeah. Lucky for all me, the- it's all the above, right? <laughs> nice. uh, also lucky for me, I live in New Orleans, Louisiana, big tourist town. A lot of conventions happen here. So right. it's so a lot of people are in New Orleans and they say, what can we do that's fun that's not just a, a bar crawl? You know, uh, and, and so a lot of times they'll find me and they'll come to the club. But really, Michelle, I've been I've been getting a lot of people bringing me out too. like like someone just hears about it and they're like, oh, um, they're just not flinching at the idea of like, oh, you live in New Orleans. My event is in Denver. OK, well, can you come October 2nd to 3rd? And I'm like, yeah, yes, I would can. I would love that. <laughs> right. Well, and, um, I can imagine for them, it's a lot cheaper to bring you in than it is bring their entire team down to you. <laughs> so it's it just totally, totally makes sense. Right. Yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. But it's still very charming to me, you know, because <laughs> right. I just love what I do so much. That I um you know I I know what I do has has a value and I know it's transformative for a lot of people right. but still still even when someone's like yeah the events in San Francisco so we're gonna need you to come out of here I'm like that's amazing that's amazing so I'm still so tickled by it even though it's it's been uh, going on for years and years I just love it so much okay. but also the final part of your question virtually I'm so so grateful that this works virtually because. I have to admit, I was a little slow to it. When when I got the first couple of opportunities to do it virtually, I thought, this is not going to work. And I was so wrong. I was so wrong because I have found a lot of people are more likely to open up on a Zoom call. You know, I, oh. I've been in these rooms with a, with a business that brings me in and I see this four or five people who are like giving me the body language. It's like, do not call on me. I will not be getting up. <laughs> and they don't do that on a Zoom call. You know, they just like click the unmute button. And and so they give themselves more of a chance and and beautiful things have happened as a result of that. So huh? I'm in a good place. I'm very lucky that it works in all kinds of mediums. Nice. Well, before we get into some examples, I want to know, have you had your fan moment yet where somebody goes, oh my God, you're Chris Drew. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, a, a couple of different ways because, like, I, I again, I'm I'm lucky because I I have used I've used improv to to land other gigs and and you know so like perhaps most notably like here in New Orleans, I'm a big basketball fan here, and I I had a sports podcast that eventually got picked up by the basketball like the NBA teams, like the Pelicans were like, hey, do your podcast for us, and then I ended up like interviewing players every now and then. People would be like, you're that dude from that. Uh, that was a, a ton of fun that, that 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 went on for a few years. But um, yeah, you know, it's cool. And, you know, I, I'm on stage as often as possible here in New Orleans, too. So maybe some stuff happens every now and then from that. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So give us some examples, some Cinderella stories of people that have been kind of in their shell or businesses that were dysfunctional. And after working with you, kind of what their aftermath was. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, Probably my favorite story. There's someone who came to us because he thought he was kind of funny. He was interested, but he wasn't. He wasn't there to to learn comedy. He was there to learn communication because he he was like, yeah, I have a really hard time talking talking to girls. <laughs> and it was like, oh, that's really interesting. I, like this is not like well, we do not promote it. Like have problems like flirting, take an improv class. Like that's not really part of our business model you know um but this guy came to us and he was just like yeah i i could use some help with this and i think this might help me cut to like four years later i mean i think his his like dating life is definitely is definitely like he he's he's happy but the cinderella story here is that this dude has a weekly comedy show now one of the funniest people in the city he's like he's like like he draws people like he just says anything on stage and people just lose it. He's he's just like he he, he found something. He he yep. didn't come to improv because he was trying to be a famous comedian, but he's one of the best improvisers in this entire city and people just love his style and he's not do he, he never started it because he wanted to pursue comedy. And so people like that I mean that happens enough times where it's like it just makes me feel really strongly about what we're doing here and like that this is such a good tool that uh, if you open yourself up to it you don't know where it'll take you i love that because i think you know when we get in touch with our own quirkiness even in in communication and in business well which of course starts with communication because whether you're doing <laughs> marketing or sales or whatever when we get in touch with our own quirkiness though we become more enticing we become more fun we become more enduring to other people and they just want to be around that and i think especially now in order to stand out from the crowd of sameness we have to get in touch with that quirkiness like it's it's essential yeah. to the survival of our business absolutely and not only that but i think that everyone has it in them has some of it in them you just might have need more help accessing it right it's like when people come to one of my classes and i ask everyone to say like what brought you here or what are you hoping to gain from this? It's funny because the people who struggle the most are the mm -hmm. ones who tell me that, well, they've always been the funny one and their group of friends. They're, they've always been the funny ones. Now they want to like do it for real. Those people oftentimes have a much more difficult journey of taking notes and learning the lessons and being patient. They oftentimes like steamroll over the people they're performing with. And it's the, it's like the tiniest, shyest people, tiny meaning like, like their confidence, you know, it's like, like those people have 
like when they open themselves up to it, they like act like they learn this skill that accesses this 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 part of them that was all, that was always there that they just didn't. No one ever told them they were funny. Or they never had the opportunity to um, you know to to practice having a perspective in the moment. And it's like, oh, they're actually pretty good at it. And so my point is just, I love that so many people think that you can't learn this stuff, that you're either born with it, either have it or you don't. But what you don't realize is that everyone has some of it in there. You just you just might need some help. You might need someone like me to help like move some of those boulders out of your way and then like put you on a fast track. But it's 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 there, it's there for everybody. Well, and that's one of the things I love about comedy is everybody is funny. Everybody is funny. And they have, in my experience, if they learn to laugh with it instead of feeling like they're being laughed at, then it it just opens up something fantastical. I mean, you can have somebody with a wicked dry sense of humor that has never cracked a smile in their life and they're like roll on the floor hilarious. <laughs> you know, even my dad tells stories and he's not meaning to be funny, but we're all killing ourselves laughing. Like, do you have any idea what you just said? <laughs> so, yeah, it's all about, it's all about context too, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like, you tell me this story and it's like, well, that's like, okay, that's kind of entertaining, but you're like, no, this happened at the convenience store. And it's like, whoa, that's <laughs> crazy. It's funny. Or you're like, or like someone said this and I'm like, okay. And you're like, no, that was my priest or whatever. It's like, whoa. <laughs> so it's all about context. And, that, and that's a skill you can learn in an improv class. You can learn how to play with that. And also, I think one of the big things you learn in an improv class that you really learn this day one, it's hard to wrap your head around it often, but you learn that the truth is funnier than what you can make up. So it's like, it's like, that's why someone's like pretending to fall like on a banana peel is like okay it's like it's awkward like when you watch that video on youtube or tiktok you're like oh this is staged and you're like you're like oh and you're kind of bummed but like the actual video of someone like actually dropped this thing i mean maybe it's also sad but it's like there's like like, like the honest reaction yep. that is what's funny so you learn truth in comedy you learn that just be truthful be this character be this character's truth and yep. don't try so hard to be funny because it won't work and that's what i tell everyone in one of my business improv classes i'm like i have great news for all of y'all the great news here is that no one is expected to be funny like if you come into this thinking that you have to bring the house down you're gonna have a hard time and it's not gonna work just please be yourself i'll help you out and when people believe me and meet me halfway on that it goes so well that's awesome. I'm I'm loving it. So what was one of the kind of most hilarious groups that you had or just one of the ones that struck you as uh, I never would have saw that coming? <laughs> okay. I have I have two answers for this. One, I, I always have to give a shout out to the there was a funeral home like convention and they brought me in to do uh, to do improv at this funeral home convention here in New Orleans. And they were like extremely lively and oh, like hilarious. full of energy. And I was like, and I was like, okay, well, shame on me for going into that thinking that it was not going to be that. Like every, like <laughs> as if everyone who works for a funeral home is already dead inside. It's like, no, they, it's actually <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> but the other group I have to give a shout out to is, um, so there's a social media agency in San Diego named Casual Fridays. And, or they used to be in San Diego, but or whatever, but they, um, they had a convention down here in New Orleans and brought me in to teach them an improv class. And the class was like supposed to be two hours. We ended up going for three and a half 
or something like that. It was so much fun. I have, I am still friends with everyone from that class. Multiple, uh, multiple people from that company have like splintered off and done their own thing. They've all hired me to go and do improv for their new companies. It's like, it's like, it was such a beautiful, exciting um, class. And everyone was just like, like no one, everyone there was nervous. Everyone was like, what are we doing? Why? Because their boss didn't tell them. Their boss was like, we're doing something fun in New Orleans. So maybe they thought they were going on like a cemetery tour or they were going on like, escape room yeah escape room it's like no they instead they wanted to escape my room because it was an improv class but they all super fell in love with it some of them started pursuing improv on their own it was like it was just such a beautiful lovely uh i just i i loved them casual fridays was was definitely one of the one of the most playful fun experiences i've ever had as a teacher awesome so are there any kind of fundamentals that you can share with us that people can use to just start getting yeah. <laughs> a little more relaxed or whatever it might be for sure so the easiest one i can I, i'm going to share this with you right now okay it's um we're actually going to do this so the most basic the most basic building block here that's that's um that everyone has to learn no matter no matter your experience no matter how comfortable you are with making things up on the spot is this idea of yes and have you heard of this yep so so the way it works is when you yes and somebody, so it's yes, comma, and. When you yes and somebody, you are acknowledging what they just said as truth, as their truth. That's the yes. And the and is what you add on top of it. This basically prevents, prevents conversations from being one-sided and it keeps the ball rolling constantly. And we basically have been doing, we basically have been conceptually yes anding this entire time on this interview, which which I would hope so because, you know, you have a bunch of podcasts and I've been on a bunch of podcasts and we should be good at this, right? But certainly we've all experienced people who are like barely yesing or not even anding. So for example, he's uh, how this works. So if Michelle were to say, um, Chris, I like your, I like your sweater. I could say, hey, thanks. But that's that. That's just an acknowledgement of what she said. That's just saying yes. Then there, ideally, I respond. You know, I I with more information so that she can respond to that with more information and keeps going. So if she were to say, "Chris, I like your sweater," I could be like, um, "Yes," and uh, you know, I got it. I actually got it on sale last Black Friday. She might say. Yes, and I'm excited about the deals for this year's Black Friday. Uh, and I'm like, yes, and we should actually combine efforts on clipping coupons for the whatever, blah, 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 blah. So it's like it builds off of each other as opposed to just saying, as opposed to just saying, thank you. Or like, yes, it is nice. Or yes, I like yours too. Yes, and provides these building blocks to keep adding things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. So let, let's actually do one together real quick. I'll, just, just a Bye. few lines. And so every time it's going to be an, like an enthusiastic yes. And then the and yes. adds to it. Yeah. So why don't you give me the first line here? And 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 I instruct all my students to act. I want this actually to be sort of vague and kind of boring so that we can show how we make this vague thing something bigger. So I don't, you're not, I don't want to, to think you have to come up with this beautiful I get to premise. not be funny at all and then you just make <laughs> funny how's that because I'm, I'm really liking that uh <laughs> that there. no it's gonna, be, it's gonna be back and forth it's gonna be back and forth you're doing this I, together I'll, I'll, I'll totally fly back and forth but you get to be funny um <laughs> awesome so yeah Go so ahead. for those of you who are not on video right now Chris has uh an awesome beard it is a very full fantastic beard so go and watch the video yeah <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because you get a lot off the video, uh, including his fantastic sweater that he mentioned earlier. That's right. 
All right, so give me that first line of dialogue. Ready? Oh, Let's I'm do sorry. This. I thought we were going already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, just, just keep it really simple. Really simple. Okay, like, I love like, your beard. Yes, and I have been growing it for for like ten years now. Wow, that is yes. fantastic. Yes, and I've been growing my hair for ten years now, and it doesn't look that thick. Yes, and I think that as long as you you know do your morning meditations, your your hair will get just as thick as mine. Yes, and I have to wonder why does meditation contribute to hair growth? So cool. So instead of asking that question, I want right. you to make it into make it into a statement. Okay. So, yes. So and, I don't have to answer it. Yes. And uh, yes. And I think it's fascinating that your hair grows with meditation. Yes. And I actually have grown, uh, have grown my net worth and my, uh, and, and my, my Chia pets with, with meditation as well. I grow everything with meditation. Yes, and I think it's a lovely morning routine uh, that I could incorporate. Cool, great. See, so, <laughs> so like, by you by you changing it from a question to a statement, yes. that takes me off the hook for having to, to stay exactly in that little in that lane, and it allows yes. us to continue to to build and add stuff to it. So eventually, we you compliment my beard, and we find out that I'm using meditation for everything, not just my beard, but for my business <laughs> and for my chia pets and my home and whatever. Um, that's a quick little light example of using yep. yes and. Well, and I particularly like that in in the beginning, I think. Like as I pointed out earlier, to go from hey, let's do some improv because it'll help with personal development, and there's that how does that actually work? To to being able to understand that it is just a like any skill is something that you want to start start with, start slowly, take the pressure off. Like you're just here to learn something, and if you walk away having known something more than you knew when you walked in, awesome. And we're gonna you know work on that and build on it and. And I think that the more comfortable people can be with very uncomfortable circumstances, the more they give themselves the opportunity to be able to learn anything. Yeah, well said. Totally agree. I love that. Fantastic. So what do you think some of the stumbling blocks are that a company would have that they're going to go, ah, Chris, come, we need you. Come fix this. Yeah, I think it's, a lot of it is, is, unsure how to diffuse conflict mm -hmm. you know in the workspace so it's like you know they'll bring me in to be like hey when we disagree on stuff like it's it gets out of control quickly you know like we don't have uh, maybe our meetings or our brainstorming sessions can get a little messy and they're not fun so you know using improv to untangle a lot of a lot of maybe questionable habits is is good because when I, when I leave an improv session with people, you know, I introduce a concept, we have some fun and we laugh a lot while using it. Then afterwards, I'm like, cool, you could say this next time someone, you're in a situation that's like not great for whatever reason, you can say this and it will help you diffuse it. And also everyone in this room is hearing me say this. So if it's like, if you're like, yes, anding someone, if you're like, literally you're saying yes, yes, Nancy. And it might signal that like, oh wait, we're using that technique to help, to help better the situation. So uh, oftentimes it's communication, you know, like, like, like you know, that, 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 that's a, um, 
you know, I'm painting with broad strokes here, but usually it's communication. But a lot of times too, a company is just like, we haven't done anything fun in a long time. And I'd like for them to like learn something while having fun. So it's not just a, like I said before, like a pub crawl, you know, it's like, no, we're going to laugh a lot. It could be a ton of new inside jokes that are born out of our session here today, but you're also going to walk away thinking like, oh man, that is a better way of brainstorming. Well, and I think it would make a great holiday activity for families too. Cause I remember as kids, we're trying to explain to my brother, it's like funny is close enough to be funny, but not so close that you dig into their heart and rip it off. <laughs> like, a little too close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, a lot of times because we're family that we, we push the boundaries of communication a little further, <laughs> a lot further than we would with other people because we're just trying to express, you know, the hurt, the anguish, the whatever, and we don't necessarily know how to do it in a healthy sort of way. So we go, Hey, when you respond the same way I feel then I know that you're empathizing with me. I was like, yeah, okay. There's an easier way to do this. <laughs> One where you don't yeah. kill everybody. Totally. Hey, speaking of empathy too, like that, that, that's another, that's another um, just side effect of learning improv because I think, I think, I think you become way more empathetic because you are considering you're considering other people constantly as part of the art form. And you are just like, your, your mindset is like this moment right here with us, not obsessing over the past moment. I'm actually present here with you. So I'm more open to helping to help. Yeah. I'm more open to connecting to you in this moment. And, and, and that is something that I think everyone in the world could understand is useful, especially with how often we're all like on our phones. We're all, I mean, all the things I don't need to go off on a rant, but it's like, it's like, being present in this moment is is a skill that a lot of people are losing and improv helps helps you maintain that well and to kind of wrap that in a bow i think you're um i'd like you to comment on the idea of humor as a form of meditation because it's bringing us into the moment it's doing all these things you brought it up so i'm gonna <laughs> play off of it yeah so look one of my one of the most curious things people say when describing a joke or a moment is like you had to be there. Like they're trying to they're trying to explain it to someone. It's like oh, I guess you had to be there. It's like it's like it's like the way to get out of trying to sell it as as something that was actually funny. It's like you you give up. Like ah, you just had to be there. Whatever. It's like and and there's something so fascinating about that to me because it's like it's like. It's like, yeah, being being there was the like there's no better audience, there's no better moment than being there. So like how can you how can you use that in other aspects of life? Like what if you were always this sounds so crazy, but like what if you always were where you were and not somewhere else? <laughs> you know, it's like I like you had to be there. Well, I always was there. I've all I've been here because I'm actually in this moment. And I think that comedy is um is like a common denominator for a lot of people, like far as like what they look for in a partner or like what they like to do. Like no one really says, I don't like laughing. No one says, I actually don't, I'm, I, I don't need to laugh today. Or like, I hope I don't laugh today. So it, 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 it does unify a bunch of people, but um, so there's like a language with it, but most people are, most people's form of humor is reciting movie quotes or just like telling the same joke that they heard from someone else over and over again and improv improv like corrects all that in my opinion improv makes you actually the funny that you're supposed to be and so if you combine that with presence 
you're no longer saying you had to be there. You actually are funny all the time. You're interesting all the time and great things will come as a result of that, whether it's, whether it's like in your business or your personal life or whatever, like being present and truthful and interesting sounds like anyone uh, could put those things to good use. <laughs> well, and that kind of, again, wraps that bow up in that improv becomes the the personal development realm because you're not relying on external sources of when somebody else was funny, but you're bringing it home to, I have something inside of me that when I bring it out, people appreciate it and like it and make noises that, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Implies and, that and they're having fun. <laughs> totally. Now imagine combining that with the room full of people who are all also learning that and they're also learning how to listen and be present. Now you have an improv class where it's like, wow, everyone is learning how to do this thing. And we're all giving each other the gift of this moment and our attention. So, that I mean, that's a big reason why I think everyone should experience what it's like to be in a really good improv class. Everyone should know what that feels like because people are like putting you over and they're like, they're like raising you up because they know you're going to raise them up later. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. That's so sweet. Well, I know our audience is going to want more from you. How do they start their journey with you? So the thing I would love for people to do is, is send me a DM on, you know, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, you know, my, my name is Chris True, T-R-E-W. That's my handle on all social media platforms. I'm always doing free improv classes from time to time. I just surprise my audience by being like, hey, I'm doing a free class like this Monday at seven. Here's the link. Um, of course I have programs too, that are more in depth. Uh, I have a, I have a group coaching program called team hell. Yes. That is, uh, that's basically, uh, working with me one-on-one, -on -one, uh, once a month and with a group once a month, I do that in person and online, but I, also businesses can, um, can reach out to me, Chris at hell. Yes, creative.com. And, uh, I would love to talk about bringing this material to your place of business because, it really is a game changer. And if you're looking for like a secret weapon, if you're looking for like that superfood that like solves a bunch of problems in a business and is fun, then improv might be the thing. I'd love to chat with you more about it. Love it. Well, I hope it becomes the thing because I would love to see this in every business and going, yeah, that's just what we do. We do improv. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Chris, I get to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you're a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Mm. What point in life did I realize that? Um, you know, sometime in college, my parents gave me permission to like drop out of school and pursue comedy as a business as long as as long as I put everything I had into it. And it was like what they didn't realize, maybe what they did realize was that I was already putting everything I had into it, which is why I was doing so poorly in school. So <laughs> I think it was at that moment where I got the green light from Christy and Mike, you know, they were like, oh. you know what, go for it. And, uh, and since then it's, it's been, it's been, you know, I've, I've committed, I've committed to what that means. So like, I, I understand the problems that come along with being an entrepreneur and I accept those problems. I'd rather have those problems and other problems. Right. Oh my God, that's awesome. Well, kudos to your parents. That's fabulous. And yeah. I think out of all the hundreds of people that I've interviewed, I think you're the first person that said that they just gave you permission to go and like, go do it. And, and, I, and in, in a comforting lucky. sort of way, not, hey, you have six months, get your shit together. 
<laughs> yeah, it was. I realized I knew it then how cool it was, and and every day as I as I get older and older, I'm just like that was so cool. That was awesome. so cool that they did that. Oh, I love that, Chris. Thank you so much for your time. Any last words for our peeps? I uh, please rate and review Michelle's podcast. <laughs> um, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and find me if you like the things I said. And let's have a conversation. Awesome. And thank you for your time. I know how valuable it is. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedlek. Thank you for being here with us today. Subscribe to the show and share with your friends. We love helping you grow your businesses. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.